Hey, this is Heather Bonham, and you are listening to the Learning Coach Podcast, and this is episode 016. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk about this topic that is, unfortunately, something that is near and dear to my heart, or near and not dear to my heart, Um, but that is difficulty with decision-making trying to keep all of the options open and stick one foot in and then keep the other foot out and not really jump into the water because of the paralysis of analysis. And today we're going to be talking about that. Why sometimes we get stuck in um, this loop of not making a decision and why we do that. Three reasons um, that we do that. They're all related to fear. And then three ways to make the decision or make the option, the choice that you need to make and then move on. So this is something that affects all of us. Whether you are a student, a teacher, a career changer, a parent, this really, um, this is something that everyone deals with from time to time. But some of us are great at making decisions and just going for it. And others, we like to think everything through, but sometimes we think too much. So I am weird, I guess, in a way that I find it easier to make big decisions than to make medium and small decisions. So what I mean by that is we've had times when we decided to pick up and move for a job. And one time we moved, we we did not have kids yet, by the way, so that was probably easier, but we actually bought a house sold our house, bought the new house, closed on the house. And within, I think, a few days, my husband accepted a job halfway across the country. And we sold that house within the month. We owned the house a month. We sold that house to someone else who looked at it and had wanted it when we bought it, but we got it first. And it all worked out. And it's insane. And I don't even remember being that stressed about it. And oh, by the way, during that time, that one month period, um, so we moved all of our stuff into the new house, didn't really unpack, just left most of it in boxes. During that one month period, I also had LASIK surgery on my eyes, which back then was, this was, oh wow, 1997. Back then, that surgery was a much bigger deal than it is now. And I actually had to go to a university medical center to have it done because they were the only ones in that whole area that had the eczema laser, which is what they used for the eye surgery. Um, That's a whole nother story for another day. But let me tell you, there was just all of these things going on and life was crazy. And I don't even remember it being that stressful. I was like, oh, okay. Eye surgery. Yep. Going to do it. Oh, quit my job. Don't have another job lined up. My husband does. Hey, let's move halfway across the country. And oh yeah, we just bought this wonderful house. Let's turn around and sell it. And that, that was fine. But I will look at something online that I want to buy and I'll add it to my shopping cart and it will sit there for weeks while I decide whether to spend $15 on an item. So it's crazy. Like I can make these big, huge snap decisions. And then on the other hand, smaller decisions, um, or the medium decisions, which are decisions to me, like changing jobs, but staying in the same field, or even um, making a somewhat big purchase, you know, definitely not $15, but maybe like buying a car or something. Um, These are things I agonize over. And 
I don't know when that got started, but I really think I've always been that way. So the big decisions, now it is different when the stakes are higher. Like I said, we have kids now, we have, you know, three teenagers. And so those kinds of things, um, those kinds of issues factor in when making big decisions. Now, I wouldn't just pick up now and move halfway across the country because it would affect my kids and their education and those kinds of things. Um, So the stakes are definitely higher in some ways. But I think that I've always been a person who had a lot of faith. And so the big decisions, because bear with me, I'm going to try to articulate this. The big decisions seem different because they're so big that I just feel like, oh, okay, God's in charge and it's easier for me to surrender. But the medium to small decisions seem like they're all up to me, even though that really isn't true. And so I feel like I have all this weight on my shoulders and I try to make the right decision. Does that make any sense? I hope that it does. I hope this speaks to someone out there who's listening to this episode. So when you're making decisions, whether it's, again, a job or career decision, um, whether to start a side business or what niche or niche your side business is going to, going to be in, um, or whether it's making a purchase or whether it's anything that you have to analyze the right and the wrong or the good and the bad. You know, we have fears and the fears are what make the decision difficult. And that's where you analyze. And that's the loop that I talked about where you go around and around and you continue to analyze and then you're paralyzed and don't make any decision. So some of it is avoidance because you actually maybe don't want to make the decision. So if you keep thinking about it and don't make the decision, it's a way to procrastinate. But the root of it is one or all of these three fears. So the first fear, you hear it so much in the media today, it's FOMO, fear of missing out. And I have an ice cream analogy for that, which is when you go to the ice cream stores that have all of the flavors, It's really hard, right? Because there are so many choices. Now, it's easy when you go to a place like maybe McDonald's where, you know, I personally like McDonald's vanilla ice cream cones. Like that's probably my favorite McDonald's or Dairy Queen vanilla cones. And I don't eat a lot of ice cream. So when I do eat it, that's probably what I'm going to pick. But the problem is when we go to these ice cream places that have a dozen flavors or two dozen flavors and they all look good and we have a fear of missing out because if I pick the strawberry then I can't get the butter pecan crunch with with caramel swirl but if I pick that one then I can't get the fudge brownie chip with the marshmallows you know they have these crazy flavors and I don't even really like those very much I really do like vanilla ice cream or strawberry ice cream um But the issue is they all look really good and tempting and interesting. And you get this fear of missing out. Like, if I get the one that I like, what if I like this other one better, but I never knew? And if you're not like me, you don't tend to analyze, you're going to be like, what is she even talking about? This podcast is goofy. But some of you will understand what I'm talking about. So that's the ice cream analogy. When you have too many choices... And we do, right? In this wonderful modern first world society, it's a first world problem. We have dozens of choices. I mean, even with buying a car, 
okay, am I going to get a new car or a used car? Well, we usually get used cars. Okay. But then what kind do I want? Like, do I want a Jeep or do I want a Ford or do I want a Chevy or do I want a Honda? And then you have to figure out all the options, all the details. And what color do I want? I mean, it's just overwhelming. And we get fear of missing out because we don't want to pick the wrong thing and then regret it later. And so it's fear of missing out in terms of um, not getting something even better, but it, it moves into the second one of fear of being wrong. So we're, fear, we're afraid that we're going to make the wrong decision and regret it, or that somehow it'll be painful and we'll be sorry. When it does come to a car, they're expensive. You don't want to make an expensive mistake. So you're afraid of being wrong. It, it happens so often. And again, some of us are more prone to this than others. It's hard if you feel um, that somehow your decision might adversely affect yourself, your finances. But it's sometimes even worse, I think, if we fear that it might affect our families, the ones we love, or our futures. And so we are afraid of being wrong. And the third fear is that on some level, we feel like we're afraid of failing. We're afraid of not only being wrong in one decision, but being wrong overall, being a bad decision maker, being not smart enough. And I think that's at the root of of a lot of it is, yes, maybe you're afraid of missing out. If I get the you know, if I, if I get the black Chevy, then I didn't get the blue Ford, right? So maybe I'll like the blue Ford better and now I, I missed out. I didn't get it. Or I, 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 I got the wrong one. That's the second fear. That, oh, I got the wrong car and now I'm going to have to live with it. And now, I have to, now it's expensive and I spent all this money and oh, my, my family isn't going to like it. And Okay. And then that fear of failure is what's really under even that. <sighs> I don't know how to pick cars. I'm not a good decision maker. I'm not good with my money. <sighs> well, I'm never going to be out of debt. And I just, I just don't know how to be smart and how to make all these choices. And I just feel like a loser. Now, I hope that you don't talk to yourself that way. But I know a lot of people do. And we get in that negative that negative self-talk and that negative thought pattern. And now we have fears and we feel bad about ourselves. And if you go down that path, and I hope that you don't, but it's easy. It's easy to do. And I've been there. Now, going back to my book, Study Skills Survival Guide, for just a minute, I want to plug it for a second because there's a lot in there that's way more than study skills. It's life skills. It's adulting, you know, skills about being a grown-up, being an adult. But one of the things I talk about is when we're, when we're tired, when we're not well-fed, our brains can't work at their optimum level. And when you get into these fears, there is a connection When you're not eating right, you're not exercising right, and you're not getting enough quality sleep, you can get down on yourself. And these fears tend to come out when we're worn down, when we're not feeling strong and energetic and powerful. Then these fears start to come out. And that's when we start to worry or we talk ourselves into being confused. 
And these decisions in life, for the most part, just aren't that big a deal. And you've got to learn that. Now, the three antidotes that I have are pretty simple, and they're probably things that you already know. But first of all, pray for guidance. Because like I said, it's been pretty easy for me with the bigger decisions in life to just say, hey, I can't make everything fall into place in the universe. I just have to let go and let God. And I have to say, hey, God, I'm here. I don't know the answer, but this seems like the right thing to do. And and everything lines up to make sense to me. So unless you don't want me to do it, I'm going to move forward with this big decision, this move, this career change, you know, even having children. Hey, um, those big life decisions, getting married, you know, those things that are the big decisions when they seem like they're right and everything makes sense and your heart is in it a hundred percent, you just go and you, you let go and let God. But even with the smaller things, pray for guidance. Just say, Hey God, you know, and, and I do talk to God. Um, I hope that you don't find that disrespectful, but that's just me. Um, that's, that's how I interact with my creator. So I, I say, Hey, I'm thinking about buying this car. If it's, if it's right, if it's not right, just give me some guidance. I want to do the right thing. And then I, I find it pretty easy. Okay. We just move forward. The second thing is realize that you can fix the majority of mistakes. This is such a revelation to me. Um, It really is because I have to say, hey, you know what? If I get this decision wrong, I can probably fix it. Even if it's something big, if you move and your new place or your new town really isn't the right match for you, you don't have to stay Nobody is going to laugh at you or look down on you and go, oh, well, that didn't work out very well. And if they do, consider the source and just ignore it because they're rude or they have some ulterior motive and trying to make you feel bad and it just doesn't matter. So if you buy the wrong car, you know, you can probably sell it and get something different. In our case, we bought a house and it was a really pretty house and we got a great deal on it and it was wonderful and we'd been married I think a year or a year and a half at that point and and like I said we didn't have kids yet it would have been a great house for kids I mean it was great but we were in it a month and I had to realize that it was a mistake only in terms of my husband getting a job that he really, really wanted. And so the house itself wasn't a mistake, but we didn't know that this job offer was coming. And hey, it did work out. I still kind of can't believe it looking back. It was a little bit crazy, but it did work out. But certainly many, many mistakes, financial mistakes, um, business mistakes, many things can be corrected. And if it can't, you can still find a way to live with it. 99% of the time. Now, I'm not talking about huge life-altering mistakes. Certainly, um, I mean, I'm not talking about doing doing something terribly dangerous or something harmful. Um, That's not what we're talking about here. We're just talking about making everyday life decisions and, you know, what should you major in in college um, or again, what job should you take or what town should you move to or which apartment or house should you get, those kinds of things. And the third thing, and again, this has been a revelation. This is something that I'm still working on. Accept that failure is part of your growth. So it is scary to think that 
you could give 100% and you truly could do your best. And you still might fail. You still might mess up, right? But that's part of your growth. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. Doesn't mean that every time you venture out, you will win. It just means that you're not going to win unless you try. But even when you try, sometimes you'll fail and that's part of the growth and the learning process. And that's what I'm saying here at the Learning Coach podcast is that learning takes failure. I say this all the time, but it's just like that little toddler who's learning to walk. They fall down all the time and we never say, oh, that baby just can't walk. Poor baby, that baby should just give up. Of course not. We just say, oh, oopsies. And then the next time the baby takes a couple steps, we say, oh, yay, good job. And we encourage the baby. But we're all still that baby. And we're still learning and we're still failing because failure is part of becoming bigger and stronger and better and getting new ideas. I've had a business fail and it was rough. And I will never sugarcoat that because it was, it was a hard time. But I look back 10 years down the road and I think, We sure did learn a lot and it's still in me today to have a business on the side or have, you know, something that's entrepreneurial because that's in me. That desire is in me and it's not going away. But I also have a job that I am passionate about. I have a career that I am passionate about and I believe you can have the best of both worlds if you want to bad enough and you make a way for that to happen. But failure was part of it, yes. And I would love in so many ways to say, I'm never gonna have any more business failures and I'm never going to have any more mistakes. But I know that's not completely reality and I just have to live with it and I have to accept it and I have to move on. So I hope that this episode has shown you that making decisions doesn't have to paralyze you and that sometimes We all have struggles and we all have difficulties and some of us are more prone to getting stuck in the decision-making process, but there are reasons for it. There are fears underneath it. And I believe when you expose those fears and acknowledge them to yourself, it's a lot easier to handle them. And then we can grow and we can learn. So I hope this episode, episode 16 has been helpful and I would love to hear your feedback, please feel free to email me at info at or check out my website, which I will be updating some more over the summer. Until next time, take care, and I hope you have a wonderful and successful week. Bye-bye.